episode 234 of the Pilot the Pilot podcast takes off now. Fly with Garmin Avionics, then grab your mobile device and make the Garmin Pilot app your cockpit companion. Get advanced functions you'll use before, during, and after every flight, including updating your aircraft's databases and logging engine data, plan, file, fly, log with Garmin Pilot. Pilot to Pilot is brought to you by the Finer Points. These guys are constantly adding content to the Ground School app. Check it out at learnthefinerpoints.com. The TSO certified Bose ProFlight Series 2 aviation headset pairs Bose noise cancellation with optimum comfort. It's engineered to be the lightest, most compact aviation headset for an uncompromised flying experience. Start your 60-day test flight and finance with Bose Pay at bose.com slash proflight. Hi, Dan Justman, Vice President of You Can Fly Programming with the AOPA Foundation's You Can Fly Group. Aviation, what is going on? And welcome back to the Pilot to Pilot podcast. My name is Justin Seams and I am your host. Today's episode is with AOPA. AOPA has created the, it's called AFTA, and it's the AOPA Flight Training Academy. And it essentially, uh, long podcast short, is a part 141 style guide and training program for part 61 schools. So if you're really interested in that, and for me personally, as I say in this episode, part 61 was my favorite training I could have done and having the ability to have a guide and have uh, some more structured training for a lot of schools might be a good option. So it's definitely something for flight schools, for CFIs, for students all to think about. And it's just some really good stuff. So AOPA always does great stuff and it's encouraging and exciting to see them get into the training program. So you're gonna enjoy this episode. It was uh, recorded live at Oshkosh, so you might hear some planes going around. You might hear some people walking in. We are in a booth over at AOPA and uh, recording it in there, just hanging out and away from the, the beaming sun. But Aviation, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Without any further ado, here's the AOPA after episode. Dan, what's going on? Welcome to the Pilot's Pilot Podcast. Thank you. It is great to be here. Great to be here with you. Great to be here in Oshkosh. This is absolutely amazing to be in this community again. It's pretty cool. Uh, I don't do many in-person interviews. This is probably the fourth one I've ever done out right. of 232 episodes. Wow. So yeah. So. I will consider that a privilege. Thank you. It's weird seeing your eyes <laughs> and like actually doing this. Usually I'm on my phone. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, it's uh, I don't do this very often. So uh, it, it's always fun to, to have this opportunity. So uh, yeah, I'm excited. Great. Likewise, thank yeah. you. But uh, we're here today to talk uh, a little bit about you and to talk about AFTA and talk right. about AOPA. So yeah. I figured we'll rip the bandit off, man. What's what's going on? Let's uh, talk about AFTA a little bit. Give you me bet. Like a, a generalized overview. Sure, sure. Well, AFTA, it's uh, the AOPA Flight Training Advantage, and it is a flight training program. So it's not a ground school, but it's a Part 61 flight training program that was designed to adapt to student progress. So it's, um, you know, we've been doing flight training for a, the same way for a long time. Uh, we've realized that, you know, with, with the student pilot dropout rate, about 80% is that there's, there's got to be better ways to do that. And one of them was to, uh, to work with the student pilots and to have a system that adapts to uh, their progress and, um, you know, lets them uh, more efficiently and more effectively uh, achieve their, their flight training goals and to get to their initial certificate faster. So there's a lot to it. Uh, we could talk for days on it. Uh, I know we've got a limited time, but you know, happy to answer questions that, but you know, that's the gist of it. It's an adaptive flight training program that uh, helps student pilots get to their initial certificate faster. 
uh, faster, easier, and um, you know, ultimately saves them money. So how did it start? Like, where where's the brainchild behind this? Sure. Like, what, like the origins? Just sure. the, how long has it been working on it? Like, what's the whole backstory behind yeah, it? Yeah. So uh, AOPA President Mark Baker and others at the organization realized that uh, flight training was you know one of the largest obstacles into bringing new people into the aviation community. So um, the ways that it's being designed and delivered, it it needed some help and it needed some love. Uh, one of our flight instructors works with the AOPA flight training initiative team. Uh, Chris Mosier, with his own students, had frustration using a traditional paper syllabus flight training program. It didn't adapt. It was one size fits all, and 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 realized that again, there's there's got to be a better way to do that. So with that and that spirit of of knowing that we've got to do something proactively to help move the needle away from that eighty percent to to drop it back down, um, we had. Uh, Worked with him, we, we brought on board uh, a gentleman named Pablo Morelia, who's a great tech side um, and project manager. We've uh, outsourced with third party group uh, to do some app development and we uh, put together the AOPA uh, Flight Training Advisory Board. So just a group of instructors, uh, seasoned veteran instructors, flight school owners, operators, just a great group of experts to really sort this out. And then, you know, we based it all off of the uh, FAA uh, ACS. So if that's the system that they're going to be evaluated on for their check ride, we should probably train to those standards for accuracy and consistency all the way through. So, you know, that's kind of where it started and where it grew. And, and now we're full production. Uh, it's been up for a year now. Um, we've been kind of slow to bring it to market to make sure that it works. And we're getting positive feedback and able to make some tweaks and changes along the way. Um, and have been doing that, but now the marketing efforts have ramped up. We're getting the word out there, and, and we're having some tremendous yeah. feedback. Good, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Who are you? Who are you targeting? Like who? Is, like someone listening to this right now, listening to AFTA. What is like? Who's the target audience? Who are you going after? What benefits that they should expect from it? Yeah. Well, you know, there's three groups that that play a role in the flight training process. Obviously, the student pilot, but then you've got the instructor, and you've got the uh, flight school owner operator as well. So there's Tremendous benefits for each one of those groups. We're starting right now at getting the word out with the flight schools and with the CFIs because without them, we can't get the students. The ultimate goal is to get students on board because certificate completions is, is where we need to be. Like, that's the goal, right? We want to reduce that, um, that percentage of dropouts and have people reach their aviation goals. So that's the ultimate um, market is to get more students in, using, and succeeding with their flight training program. But um, you know, for the flight schools and the CFIs, we've got we've got great benefits for all. For the students, let's start there because you know, really, that's ultimately the the goal that we want to achieve is that it continually adapts to their progress. So, with that in mind, it's going to provide them the most efficient and effective pathway forward to hit their initial certificate, and that's going to save them time and money. You know, it's flight training is expensive; it can be, but if we can do use tools like this. Um, and systems like this, it's going to help save them time, help save them money, and get them to their goal faster. How how does it how would it help them save time if you don't mind and any money? Yeah, like what, so, specifically, what does it, does sure. it do? So in a lesson, um, let's say they're flying along, they're not quite getting something. Um, if if uh, the flight instructor could choose to keep doing that, let's say it's landings. Well, we keep doing landing after landing after landing. Well, that's one piece where they're not progressing but there's other areas that they have progressed. So this will allow for them to continue to grow on the items that and move on past the items that they have succeeded at 
and that they've gained experience with and they're already proficient at, it's like, great, on those items, let's continue to move on. Let's move faster, let's move farther, let's get closer to your goal with that. But we're gonna keep reintroducing the things that we're not proficient at into the system, but it's not just stopping and working on one thing until you get it. Uh, so they're gonna continue to grow and develop in the areas where they're developing and then still have the opportunity to work on those things that they need to work on more. That's cool. And what was, was there like a data behind it where you found out where people struggle most? Like, all right, well, historically or based on the data that we've seen, what people told us, people struggle with landings the most. So we tailored around this time or is it specifically tailored to like an individual's journey and how they're going? Well, it's really with the ultimate goal being the ACS standards, right? It's like, we know what they need to have done minimally. They need to meet those minimum requirements to be check ride ready. So that's the basis of it. So it's those activities broken down put into a logical order and certain weights and importance put on some things, things that um, like taxing, you know, we don't need to review that in several lessons. You do that once you got it, you're good to go. You're going to be taxing every lesson that you're doing, but things like steep turns, you know, pieces that you know, you're going to be value out in the navigation pieces and even the aeronautical knowledge pieces as well. Those are all included in there and they're brought back at the right times to make sure that we get them to proficiency and then keep them at a proficient level to be check ride ready. Is this something well, you wish you had when you were doing oh your training? Yeah, for me, like I'm, I could be the poster child for this, even though my flight training was done a long time ago. Yeah. You know, I said check ride ready. I'm going to take a step back before I answer <laughs> that question because we aren't, we aren't making that decision that they're check ride ready. We're saying that they've met the minimum requirements. That's still up to the instructor. You know, it's they're the ones that that are going to make that final go no go um, and sign them off and send them off to the check ride. But what we're doing is we're helping the instructor, the student, flight school, everybody get to that point quicker, easier, faster, saves workload on the CFI. The flight school knows where all their students are at, at the, at the um, aggregate level, the granular level as well. Um, but, you know, you, you mentioned what was it like for me. My flight training experience is, um, you know, hopefully it's not like a, a lot of other people, but when I got on there, my instructor basically said I was crazy for doing this because there's no future in aviation. There's no jobs, there's nothing going on. And, and this was the guy that I was paying to help facilitate my dreams of aviation. Now, I didn't have a... Uh, aspirations to be a professional pilot. I thought maybe someday along the way, but I knew I wanted to be a pilot and I knew I wanted to keep going. And once I started flight training, I loved it. I couldn't get enough. My private was great. I did my instrument training as well. And, and it was just awesome. So I loved it. So I had some obstacles there, but I also remember in my flight training, I'd go to the lesson and I would not know what I was going to be doing. So I wasn't well prepared for it. So I didn't feel like this was a really good use of our time. Um, I'm just coming in kind of blind and the instructor would say, hey, Dan, what are we, what are we working on today? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Yeah, you tell me. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> that's what you're for. You're the expert <laughs> yeah, here, right? You, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and a great guy, but just, you know, a methodology that didn't really work for me. And, and um, so, like I said, I feel like I could have been the poster child for this, you know, decades ago when I started my flight training. Um, but, you know, experiences that are very relatable for me and that I love that I'm going to be able to change that for yeah. other people. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd agree with you. So I did 141 training uh, at Ohio State with my private, and it was very F typical 141. You know, very regimented. Do this, then do this, 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 and this. If you mess up with this, guess what? You do that again. You mess yeah. it up again, you do it again. Yeah. You just you can't move on until you finish. So yeah. it's nice that this gives you the benefits of, of of more of a 141 structure tailored toward a 61 program where you kind of can enjoy your career or your training still. So like if you're messing Absolutely. up with this, it's like, all right, well, we understand this is somewhere that you might have a flaw in your training or maybe I'm teaching it wrong or whatever it is, but we'll get back to it. Like, it's okay. You need to have fun flying. You need to realize that you can do this because yeah. there's a time in everyone's training where you hit a roadblock and you're like, what am I doing? Like, I'm a terrible pilot. I should never fly. Right. And that's just not the case. It's just, you're in a rut. 
uh, something's going on. You either need to one take a break, step away, or move on and go to something else that you're good at, so you can get your confidence back up. Exactly right. It's just like performing at a high level as an athlete or anything like that. When you're flying, if you get distracted, if your mind's off anything, like you just need to figure out what you're good at and build that confidence. And everyone does better when they're confident in themselves and not second guessing themselves. So this yeah, is great. Point. And and 61, I was very similar with my instructor. I was like, all right, what are we doing? He's like, I don't know. You tell me. He's like, what do you mean? I tell you. It's like. Right. I have like 30 hours. What do you want me to tell you? Let's yeah. go get a burger. He's like, yeah. All right. it's like, no, you're supposed to train me. Right, right. But uh, I was also the other side where I was a terrible student. So I didn't like to study. So okay. I, was, I like to rely okay. on my flying, my uh, air quotes, you can't see, but like, I like to rely on just being able to fly out sure. well and, and sure. get that done. But it would have been very helpful to have, especially the younger generation, right? Like we, we don't want to read a paper far aim. We don't want to scroll through all these textbooks sure. and stuff. We want to be able to have searchable links that you can have in an iPad, uh, through iBooks, through Kindle, through whatever it is, be able to touch on a chapter that brings you straight to the, the exact piece of information you want. So having something that's more tailored to the younger generation that looks pretty, that looks good, that is easy to use and then formatted the way that our brains think uh, can be really helpful and beneficial. Well, that was a key feature, a design feature into AFTA is the prep work. So, you know, as you mentioned, you know, you don't want to go study a book. You don't, you don't want to do those certain things. So these are all online resources that are provided for each lesson. So each lesson, the student knows exactly what they're going to be flying. And for each one of those activities, each one of those maneuvers, there's an online prep item assigned to. Now, these sources are uh, from AOPA, the Air Safety Institute courses, AOPA flight training resources, uh, from the FAA, the Air... Uh, Airplane Flying Handbook, the Book of Aeronautical Knowledge, um, flight training moguls like Rod Machado. Uh, we've got YouTube videos there. And also even uh, Sporties has provided a certain amount of uh, video excerpts from their Learn to Fly course. So great sources there for people to effectively learn what they need to learn for each of the maneuvers. But it's not an overload either. It's not, hey, read this book. It's like, read this section or watch this video. And we're going to tell you how to do it. There's lots of other resources in there as well. Not to you know tell you the it tells you the why, uh, what this maneuver is, why we're going to do it, and then tell you how to do it as well deep in there. But for each lesson um, that's provided, it's all provided right there. It's simple click and it's online resource, so it's super easy to get to. So the student can get to that through any device, web browser, phone, iPad computer, laptop, whatever you want to do, um, wherever they've got an internet connection, a web browser, they can do it anytime, anywhere. What, um, this is not a replace the CFI either, right? This is like in conjunction with CFI, correct? So like, yeah, yeah, this is, this is not in replacement at all is that this is a, a flight training tool. So this is a program to be used with your CFI that, you know, provides benefit for them too, as well, because, um, it provides all of their information about their students in one spot. So they've got it. It's not in you know, spreadsheets or Excel files or whatever system that they're using on their own, it's all in one system and they use the, the iPad and the iPad app. So everything's in there. Um, at click of a button, you can get to all the information. Again, we talked about at the, um, you know, the aggregate level, at the top level, you can see everything in one spot or you can dig deeper all the way down to each lesson, each activity, each score, all the feedback provided, common errors that were done in there. All that stuff is available in there. Another benefit for the instructor is they don't have to guess at what, lessons they should, or what activities they should be doing next. Afton has got that figured out. We've built in logic. We've built in algorithms based on how the student has performed and what they've done. Everything counted up until that point is calculated into that. And it says, these are the next most logical, efficient, effective activities to be flown in that next lesson. So 
That's already taken care of for the instructor. Now they can still tweak it. If there's something that they didn't feel like should be flown in there, or let's say you're up in the air and your student gets tired or the weather goes bad or you run out of time, it's no problem. You can skip it. You just, in the post brief, you just put the reason into after why you skipped it and it'll bring it back into the system in the appropriate time. Or if there's an activity that want to be added, for instance, you're flying steep turns and you realize, man, this student's not doing trim control at all. Well, right there, click of the button, add the trim control lesson you've just put, or activity, you've put that into the lesson, you fly it right then and there, you're able to talk about it in the lesson. So it makes it easier for the instructor by providing that lesson plan, but also gives them the flexibility to tweak both ways, adding stuff in or not flying stuff. It's do no you, problem. Do you guys capture the data that comes with this? So my, my where I'm going with this is, it, it's really helpful to understand that you're not the only one that struggles with this. Right. So let's say at the end of a lesson, I don't know if this is good or not, but you have like a, a graph that shows like how people do. Be like, all right, well, 75% of people historically struggle with this or 20%. Because you, you've seen it. Like everyone struggles individually at certain things. Like you might have aced your landings. And I might have taken an extra sure. four hours to land. Sure. And it's really nice to kind of know, either track your progress, which is either good or bad because you can see that maybe you're really far behind. Or you can see like, wow, there's more people that actually struggle with this than I do. Is this something that you're keeping track of the data and like building? that out or is this uh just strictly for uh the instruction right now well we've have the capability so every score every press of the button we have access to that data in the system so yes that's going to be able to tell us a lot of things right now we're building that student pilot population in there and building those data sets so we'll be able to analyze and discern and be able to share that back out ultimately yeah because you know what what good is having all this data if we're not going to learn from it and figure out ways to do it better so we do have that capability right now we're building that data set to put us in a position to really use that data in the right ways yeah, yeah. Sure. great point and then you're strictly going after 61 schools or right now okay yep and that was you know aspirations were incredible at the beginning of this process and this project but you know you need to be realistic in in time frame and resources available and you know what's the most where are we going to make get the most biggest bang for the buck for time and resources? And it's like, well, the part 61 school, we've got the opportunity wide open there, you know? And, and um, so we started out with a manageable piece and it's 161. We have every intention to, to develop it into a instrument platform as well. Um, we'd love to be able to put it into 141, have aspirations to do that. Um, as well as, you know, sky's the limit, really, no pun intended, but, you know, it could be CFI, it could be multi-commercial, ATP, it has potential to do all of that, um, but, but 61 seemed like the right place to start. Uh, large sample size, a lot of people that could really use the help, use the guidance, instructor, student, flight school, um, and it applies to a lot of different businesses. There's not one business model that this works for, it can work for all of them. So that's where we're at right now is part 61, flight training, um, uh, but it's it has you know the opportunity to go to go anywhere. But right now we're looking at building this, building successes, um, tweaking the system. So you know the feedback that we get from others uh, will help put back into that. And those are the things we're working on right now is for the web portals for the student and for the flight schools, and then also the CFI app instance as well. So we've, there's there's plenty to do in there. But you know we're you know, off to a great start. You know what I'd love to see out of this, and I don't know if this is even an option. Let's take a break from today's episode to hear from our sponsor, RAA. Here's something I learned the other day talking with my partners at RAA. It's estimated that a retired couple will need as much as $315,000 saved for healthcare costs alone. Now, that's a lot to consider. The good news is a health savings account, or an HSA, can be a great way to prepare for the sky-high medical expenses down the line and more. It kind of works like an IRA, but in some ways even better. 
That's because HSAs offer the benefit of triple tax advantage, meaning the money you contribute to your account goes in, grows, and withdraws tax-free when used for qualified medical expenses in retirement. Look, if we're being honest, pilots don't love the idea of retirement, or even the word for that matter, but if there's more we can do to plan ahead, well, that's worth considering too. And for my money, an HSA checks off all the right boxes as a smart addition to my retirement savings plan. How does it fit in yours? Find out all you need to know at raa.com slash pilot to pilot. That's pilot to pilot. And now back to today's episode. Uh, I think, and I don't want you to comment on this because you're speaking for AOPA right now, but this <laughs> okay. is a personal, like, I think it's kind of ridiculous that 61 schools don't get the opportunity to do the restricted ATP. I don't think there's bad training in 61. I think sure. arguably you can look at it and there's, there might be some bad flight schools or whatever, but I think it's kind of messed up that they don't have that opportunity. Sure. If you were able to get a curriculum like this approved by the FAA, approved by the airlines, approved by whoever it needs to be, and get that to the 61 schools to really give a fairer shot for them, because it's such an advantageous thing for ATP to be like, we can get you a right seat in Sky West and a 170 at 1,000 hours. Or you can save 20 grand right now and you can go to part 61 school and it'll take you for You'll have to pay for an extra 500 hours. So if there's a way to get a curriculum like this approved by the FAA to help the, the mom and pop shops out, to help the smaller flight schools that can't compete with an ATP, uh, the Airline Republic or Lyft, that's what it's called, or any of those schools, I think this would be an amazing tool for any, yeah, that's, anyone. That's, that's a great concept and, you know, and certainly something that we, could, we can take a look at. Yeah, because sure. there's no difference between the training. I mean, like... I don't know. It, yeah. It's it's a personal thing that I have yeah. because I went 61 for most of my training. And sure, so did I. I enjoyed it way more than 141. Yeah. So yeah, and and to know that that's not right for everyone. You know, everyone has different needs, and they learn in a different environment, and they'll succeed in a different environment. So you know, this is by no way saying that this is the only way or the right way to go. But but we've seen a tremendous opportunity here to help student pilot CFIs and flight schools out. Um, so that's where we started. But you know, as we mentioned, we've got opportunity to go through all different aspects of flight training. All right. So AOPA creates this. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you get this information out? Like, did you just put out an email blast? Did you mail out a mailer to all your members? Like, yes, what do you, yes, what do you yes, and yes. <laughs> You're right. So, you know, when we started, we, we actually have been in production for over a year now. Like the full, the full version has been out and, and getting used. But, you know, we did it intentionally soft because we wanted, this is different. You know, we know that this is a different way of thinking, a different way of doing things. And um, it gave us the opportunity to uh, to work on it and uh, to have some 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 people using it and in and figuring it out and and getting us some feedback. But you know we've seen great feedback. We've seen successes going. We're over three thousand hours locked now, so we know we know it's working. Um, so with that confidence, a couple months ago, then we've started some some marketing pushes on our end. So the AOPA media. Uh, and marketing teams have been doing a tremendous job through all of our channels, but also working with other groups like NAFI and newsletters and, um, you know, to the instructors. So depending on the market, um, we're working with other industry partners there to get the word out, um, you know, primarily through our channels, of course, because AOPA flight training resources are, you know, they, they reach a ton uh, of student pilots and instructors and flight schools. Um, so, you know, that's where we're primary focus, but doing whatever we can in the industry to get it out. And it's been tremendous support across the board. Good. How do you, how do you access all the smaller? But there's a we, we're very blessed to live in the states uh, with with our general aviation. Yeah, but there's like so many airports. How do you even? How do you like? Some people live literally live under right. Mean, I fly fractional, private, whatever you want to call it. And we go to these airports. Like this place looks like it hasn't has seen anyone. Or sure. and then they have a flight instructor. They have maintenance. Yep. Like it's crazy. But yeah. like, 
How do you really get get everyone like that? Yeah, to a buy lot in? of yeah, a lot of it is our own flight school directory. You know, we've got a tremendous amount of schools that are in there, so that's a great start. You know, we've built relationships over the years with flight training providers, um, and that's you know a great place to start there. But we're also talking with other groups in in like I mentioned, NAFI. You know, talking with other groups there that have built their their customer base and their groups and their their um, you know all of those other flight training providers. And you know, a lot of it is just getting the word out. But you know, AOPA flight training. And media reaches far and wide, and it gets every nook and cranny across the country. And um, it's not a tremendous data set to be able to get every email address because times change as well, and COVID didn't help. Um, you know, that put a lot of schools on hold. That put a lot of schools out of business, unfortunately. Um, so, you know, we're, we're constantly trying to find, evaluate, and keep our finger on the pulse of that market and see who's out there. But it's a challenge. You know, you, you raised a great point. It's, it's tough to because times change. And, and you, if you if you do a survey at one point, that's a snapshot in time, and the next day it's different. Um, but, you know, certainly our resources reach far and wide, and we're doing everything. It's magazine, it's email, uh, it's direct mail, um, you know, from whatever data sources we can. But It's really interesting, the kind of generational shift that's, like, started last, I want to say, probably the last, like, 10 years, but more significantly the last, like, five years of really, like, um, the newer pilots, the newer generation. Uh, and what I mean by that is the way media is consumed too. So like TikTok, Reels, Instagram, for sure, podcasts, everything like that. Like it's really caused a, a shift. And then to further that, it, it's changed how brains work and how people learn. So coming up with more of an electronic way, it's like they don't have to go from this book to this book to this book to this book right. when it can all be in one one page yep. or hyperlinks that take you to what you need to read. Right. And that leads to another question. Uh, is there... Is this like a deep dive material? So like, is there a way, so say someone wants to learn more information. Is there like, all right, click this link to have access to the FA handbook or click this link to have the exact FAR that this is. Exactly right. It'll take you directly to that source. So it's not like if it's uh, something for the airplane flying handbook, it's not, here's the PDF download of, it takes you specifically to that chapter, that section of what you need to know. But in those resources for each activity, you know, I mentioned earlier that one activity would have one prep item assigned to that, but one activity could have 5, 10, 15 resources available for that. So the more that they fly it, a different resource will come up. If the student is an overachiever and wants to learn everything they can, they can go into the system through their portal, find the resources for that activity, and do all of them. You know, you could do all 10 things before yeah. you flew it for the first time. So it's all available to them. What's the, uh, I guess it's kind of like a nerdy question, but AUP is such a big brand. They come out with something new, something that is, uh, it's very like subjective of how people disseminate this information and they think about it, but there's a right and a wrong. Like, how do you quality control everything? Like if someone's typing all this in, it's like, did this take months and months and months to make sure that everything was correct? Because if you have some one thing wrong, it, it, yeah. they come back and it looks bad for all of AUP. Well, so not, yeah, not only did it take a long time to get that in there, but it needs to be constantly reconciled because web links change right you know we find that actually from the faa from time to time there's there's links that get changed for one thing we catch it we're like oh all right let's go back in and we gotta you know have everything mapped we go in and have to you know manually do those resources there's um you know efficiencies can be gained by doing things in the database things like that so it's not like every single entry needs to be done but yeah there definitely needs to be a certain amount of attention because that's it's out there and um you know it, when you've got a printed piece of paper, it's it's there and it's solid and it's done. Uh, but using electronic means, there are changes and variability that happens. But we're staying on top of it. And when changes happen, we put it back into the app. Did you guys celebrate the first person to to complete their private pilot with this at all? Like, do you know who that is? Like, we, is it like a we have not gotten that back yet. 
Yeah, we're close on a lot, a lot of students. And we definitely will be celebrating because that's the whole point. You know, that's the goal is we want more people to enjoy uh, general aviation and flying. And, and we want to do everything we can to make their flight turning experience positive and successful for them. And yeah, it certainly will be a day to celebrate. And it's, it's, we're knocking on the door for that. So, and this is more of a thing that the has to be kind of uh, brought to the student by the CFI and flight school, right? Or could the student buy this on their own and study this on their own and kind of have their own tailored curriculum and go to the CFI and be like, I want to do this. Yeah. It can be driven by any one of the three groups. It's, it's the same process. It's just, we need to know who you are. So you can go to AOPA.org slash AFTA, AFTA. Um, you go there and for each one of the groups there's a whole series of information that they can go to to find out more about it but also then you go there to sign up if you're a student you sign up and you say hey here's my flight school you know ping them I want to do this they can also go to their instructor or go to their flight school and encourage them to do that and then the school can come to us the CFI come to us so anybody can come to us and we'll get the ball rolling on that Um, but we'll need each one of those people to get registered in the system there's you know different ways to do that but yeah anybody can be the driver uh, we just need to get one of them to us, and then we'll help facilitate that. Is this a cost for them? Is it like a flight school cost? Is it no, AOPA no. membership or uh, AOPA membership? Is it so? It's free to AOPA members. Um, so it's free for student pilot AOPA members. It's a member benefit. Um, there's also a free trial available. So if you're not yet an AOPA member, you can give it a shot for three months um, and give it a go. And it's full feature. You know, there's no limitations there. You know, we're we're so accustomed to stage to have like a seven day trial or ten day trial, but no, you got three months to use it. Excuse me. Some people would get like their instrument rating in three months. Right, you, know, you could, you know, it's to, like, to commercial. Yeah, so. you really could. So yeah. you know, you can certainly get, um, you know, get started on that. But you know, the potential's there. Um, it's there's no cost for flight training providers. So instrument, or I'm sorry, uh, instructors and flight schools. There's no cost for them whatsoever. So um, you know, we didn't want there to be barriers and make it as minimal as possible for people to use this. And um, you know, adding cost to any one of the groups is is not in favor of, of adoption and use. Uh, so we did everything we can to keep that cost effective, and um, but still have the opportunity to continue to grow, support, build the general aviation community through a membership. So we felt like that was reasonable. And you know, the hope and thought process being is that an annual membership is way less than one lesson uh, you know, of dual or even an hour solo time. Uh, so recouping that through an efficient flight training program won't won't be a problem. And it's not the only benefit you get when you're a member either, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah, the advocacy and the resources available through AOPA for anyone is is tremendous. So um, you know, of course that's that's what we're here to do is serve the general aviation community. What's been something that surprised you uh, throughout this process of, of helping build this? Is there anything like that you learned about the training system or about yourself and your own training process or others and students now? Is there anything that like really sticks out to you? Sure. Well, I think, um, and hopefully I'm speaking for the team accurately, um, but you know, this is something new and different. And so there's some apprehension to that. You know, we've been in it and figured it out and we've got it running and testing it. And we're like, we're believers in it. Uh, so we're like, we throw it out there and then realize, wow, this, you know, this is, this is something that people need to think about um, because it's different than what they've been doing. Um, and so maybe that apprehension to get people going, but once they get into it, it's, it's fantastic. They get rolling. The flight schools love it. The data that they get from that, they can track their instructors and how they're performing. They can see the student level. They've got everything, the whole pipeline visible right on a dashboard screen, but they can also deep dive in you know, to each of the students, they're able to identify learning plateaus early so they can get with the instructor, they can help them out. The students helped out by that. So a tremendous amount of data 
um, available. They can do custom reporting on all that stuff, um, but it gives them new insight into their business. You know, so it's, it's helping them on a level that they didn't really even realize um, on that. Um, it also integrates with uh, a couple flight scheduling programs. So it'll pull information from those sources. So on the dashboard for the instructor, they can see, oh, the airplane's down or aircraft squawks or things like that. They can see their schedule for the current day and the next day and things like that. So, you know, we're tying into to other resources um, as we're able. So that was a neat feature there for flight schools and for the instructors as well, just to help their situational awareness on that end. Um, but, you know, I think that, that would be it. The surprise was like, wow, we've, you know, we're believers in this and, and you know, had high hopes for, for adoption. And it was a little slower than expected, but it's picking up now. But part of it is just getting it out there and getting people informed. And that's what we're doing here. You know, we've got two seminars here at OSH. Uh, we did one yesterday. We've got another one Friday. And then the team is out here at the AOPA booth at the AOPA campus right by the Brown Arch. We're doing demos constantly for people coming up to give them the opportunity to see the platform in action and also ask questions and you know, what is this about? So many people have come up and said, well, what, what is this all about? And it's like, well, I'm, I'm glad you asked. You know, we're here to help you sort through it and show it. So it's been great. We're just working now on getting people in the know, um, giving them a chance to get their, you know, their feet wet with it and test it out. And, uh, you know, for a CFI or a flight school that signs up, there's no cost to it. So just sign up. We'll give you test students and test CFIs to play with it. And you can do that and then try it out with the students, see how it goes. On the CFI side of things, do you give them uh, helpful tips on how to teach stuff? Like, is there is there uh, material and videos for those actual CFIs to like, hey, I don't really feel, this is like one of my weak points. Can I brush and brush and, wow, and that's not a word. Can I brush <laughs> up on uh, on on this this actual maneuver so I can teach it better? Yeah, there's a whole group of peer-to-peer -peer knowledge built into the system. So, you know, CFIs that we've worked with and talked with over the years have got tips and tricks and ways that they've come over obstacles, overcome obstacles with their um, with their students and with their flight training experiences. So there's a whole section captured in there for CFIs to use. And um, that's available when they're at their desk looking at the app. But also there's an abbreviated section that they can see while they're in the cockpit real quick. If they just need a quick glance to look at something, they hit that button and up, pump, up pops those, those, um, those helpful tips and tricks and uh, will help them get their student past that plateau or past that obstacle. So a wealth of resources in there. If someone only listens to a minute of this podcast and you have the opportunity to sell them on this, what, what's, what's your go-to spiel? Your, your quick one minute, it's worth it. Please try it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, one thing to remember is it's an, uh, part 61 um, flight training program. So it's not a ground school, but it's a flight training program. And, you know, for it adapts to student pilots. So like, is it, it is a crazy new program that adapts to student pilots. So it saves the students time and money. It reduces the instructor's workload. Less paperwork, less prep work, less stuff for them to do means more time flying and teaching. For the flight schools, it helps them deliver an excellent customer experience. So their students keep coming back more and more. But it also gives them um, you know, new insights into the business, stuff and data that they didn't have access to before. They can see that now. So all three groups, students, flight instructors, flight school owner operators, tremendous benefit for all. And all of that, that was the one-minute spiel. But there is lots of information to help spell all that out. AOPA.org slash AFTA. And most importantly, it's pretty much free. Uh, you know, student pilot membership, or if you have a membership, like, that's free and free. Why not? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Not yeah. a big Why barrier not? to yeah. entry there. If you don't like sure. it, just turn it off. You don't right. waste anything, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Just email yep. them why you didn't like it, get some feedback, and then you're good, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. But I'll tell you what, we're finding the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. 
um, for those that have started and gotten it. And we're doing everything we can to make it easy for people to get in and to check it out and to learn. But we're available. You know, we've got a whole crack staff available to answer questions, um, to get up and running. And, um, you know, we're working overtime right now, but it's a blast. We're loving it and it's working. Good. I love yeah. it. It's, I mean, it sounds like a great, great thing. And like I said, when I was training, I wish I had something like this. To, Me too. Because it, it just to have anything else that they can help you study or help push you. And even it's a, you use it just in addition to what you have, just right. so you feel more comfortable and you feel more prepared. Because as a student, especially in your private, like you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what the training's like. You don't know anything's like. So to be over-prepared is probably the best sure. option. So Yeah, and not knowing where you're at. You know, I remember doing this process and being in it and I'm flying lesson after lesson after lesson. And I didn't know how far I was like, how, how, how far am I into this? What do I have left? But also how well am I doing? I don't know how I'm doing, you know, not necessarily compared to other people, but just for me, like, am I doing well? Am I doing okay? Am I doing poorly? And which areas are those? So all of these are spelt out. Um, for, for everybody. You know, uh, I mean, all three you, groups get to see it. You don't know you're about to solo until your instructor just walks right? out the airplane, Surprise. right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm getting out. Uh, it's like, wait, I don't want you to cut this shirt. I like this shirt. You're yeah. right, right. See you in three. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah. anything else you want to add before we uh, – did I miss, did miss any questions about anything? Any, like, blaring awesome things that you want to talk about about Man, it? Man, this – you know, this was great. I really do appreciate the opportunity and, you know, um, you know having a great time here at Osh. Um, but we're available all the time. Like I said, our, our team is, is up and running and working full bore, and we're excited to continue to support and grow this uh, awesome uh, program. And uh, just, just come and see us, aopa.org slash AFTA. Uh, we're happy to help you out, and we're really excited to see how this is going to push the noodle. Uh, ask yeah. Dan, ask for Dan specifically. Yeah, <laughs> you want to answer all your questions? Yeah, absolutely. Dan's got it. All right, he's the man, Dan the man. Yeah. <laughs> All always, right, Dan. I was happy to help. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I, like I said, I think this is going to be a pretty, pretty cool tool. So uh, check you. it out. You know, you have the opportunity to, if you're a member or if you're a student, like go check it out. Go talk to your flight school. Absolutely. Yeah. So go for it. Yeah, yeah. Just, just let us know. We're happy to help. Perfect. Well, thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's a wrap on episode 234. Thanks for listening. Uh, check out AOPA AFTA. You can go to AOPA.org or just Google AOPA AFTA and you'll get all the information you need uh, as long as what Dan said in this episode as well. Even Nation, I hope you're having a great day and as always, happy flying. <laughs>